Hello there, world. Guess what? I finally figured out why I eat peanut butter every night and why you eat ice cream, maybe every night, even when you do not want to. So today we're going to be talking about that. I am Dr. Krista Ello. I am a diabetes health coach, a medication expert, and yeah, I have been called an angry pharmacist because I just want the world to make sense again in the world of medications. And today we're going to be talking about a little more with your mind and how your body follows your mind, but we really kind of think backwards. We think our mind kind of controls our body. And uh, yeah, that is not the case. And I figured that out and I figured out why I have that spoonful of peanut butter every night, even when I don't want to. All right. So, so let's talk about this because <clears throat> As a health coach, I'm expected to be perfect, right? But that's definitely not the case. Um, I am specifically a diabetes health coach. And you know what? I'm damn good at it. I really am. People get results. They get off of medication. They feel better in the body. Their vision starts getting better. It's ridiculous. But that doesn't mean I have all my shit together by any means, right? In fact, being a flawed human is likely the reason I am so effective at my job, because let's face it, I'm very familiar with feelings of disappointment and shame that come with all the poor choices during a well-intentioned day. Meaning we have full intention, or I have full intention, to have this perfect day where I eat perfect and drink perfect and think perfect and do the perfect routine and uh, workout. And guess what? I do something I'm not supposed to or didn't intend to, and I feel disappointed and shamed. I know you know what that feels like. I'm also best friends with frustration as my body starts making decisions that my mind is screaming to avoid. Like when somebody innocently brings home a thing of cookies and sets it on the kitchen counter. My body's like, you like cookies. Let me just reach my hand out. And my mind's like, don't do it. Right? There's a reason I don't keep cookies, pastries, anything like that in the house at all. Right? So it's not a matter... And here's, here's the epiphany I had. It's not a matter of succumbing to cravings, really. I didn't have a craving for that cookie, although it feels like that way, doesn't it? It's more a matter of following your programming, the programming you laid down years ago, maybe decades ago. And like a good computer application, we have essential rules and parameters we've given ourselves, both you and I, and we've laid them down. We've laid the groundwork for following a set pattern of behaviors and movements each and every day. Let me just give you an example. Like when you go to take a shower, you don't even think about it. It's automatic. All right. Now, along comes, this is when, this is when we start to decide maybe, maybe this is the time where we change. Along comes something, a reason to do something different than our programming says we should. Very often, it's a need to be different, a health reason, a relationship reason. And this need threatens our very survival. And we are suddenly dangerously aware that something needs to change quickly, like yesterday, like Krista in the past should have initiated these changes a year ago and hasn't yet. And now they need to be done right now. Are you with me? You see what I'm saying? We've all had this moment. So here's what that looks like panic. Clean out the pantry, join a gym, do whatever it takes, make promises, start a journal, start a calendar, swear it will be different this time. Swear that these reasons are good enough this time for you to stick through. 
Okay, let's fast forward to six days later. I'm tired. Maybe I can just take a supplement. Looks up cinnamon. This is who I am. And you know what? I have to be okay with it. I tried. This is too hard. I might as well enjoy life now. Eats a donut. Life is too short anyway. Orders a pizza. Sound familiar? Yeah, me too. Putting my hand up right now. But why? Why is this the predictable pattern? Because, because staying in the lines of your programming is very easy, effortless almost. And you can do it without very little or actually no thought at all. Again, like taking a shower. You don't think about it. You just do it. The steps to undress, shower on, soaps, it's all automatic. You're not thinking about even what you're scrubbing. Okay, you're not even thinking about it. It's an automatic program. It's easy. However, waking up each day and performing a new tasks with new food, a new routine, it's physically and mentally, it's exhausting. It takes a lot of energy. We are flexing into the unknown and unfamiliar. And that takes that takes a lot out of us. Think about it like flexing a muscle. And every time I think about this, I think about holding my arms out to my sides for as long as I can. Eventually, those muscles get tired and you got to put your arms down. you got to put the weight down. You will notice, though, that when you intend to move that muscle again or flex that muscle again or put your arms back up to your sides, you dread it and anticipate that discomfort. So your brain is already telling you that was uncomfortable. Why are we doing this again? And that is when you start hearing things like exactly what I said. One set was good enough. You already did enough for the day. Why are we doing this? This is not comfortable. Do we really want chiseled arms? Right? We start kind of settling. This is the program talking because the computer program, you've already laid it down. It's right there. You told it what to do and you're trying to go against it. It's going to buck. It's going to buck the system. And we all have this. And we all have to work directly to overcome the coding that is keeping us sick, weak, unhealthy. Let's let's face it, it's keeping us from the furthest, the furthest away from the best version of ourselves. That's the easy way to put it. Because that's really what happening. Anytime we need an improvement, and we always do, it takes discomfort, it takes effort. And your body's like, no, this is, you know, conservation of energy right here. This is the easiest route. Let's go here. Now this, this explanation of the programming <clears throat> Excuse me. This is why I eat peanut butter every night, even when I don't want to. Even when I plan out the day with exactly the foods I'm going to eat and the foods I want to avoid, I found a, I find a spoon of peanut butter in my hand by 9.30 p.m. Like magic. And when I really like take a look and really kind of focus inward, my mind is, isn't telling me to eat the peanut butter. It's not even a thought. It just happens. It's not even telling me to eat a snack. And when I focus on my body, it's not hungry and it's definitely not wanting. I mean, we're in, we're in the United States here, okay? We don't, we don't want for food. And it's not sending any cravings or belly gurgles directly. This is what you do at night, Krista, so do it. My body is following the plan I laid out much earlier during perhaps, you know, a less awesome time in my life, right? My body is leading my mind to the cupboard and faithfully following the program. And you, so we all think our brain's in charge. It's it's the brain that programmed the body. Now the body is just going through the motions you laid out for it. Crazy, huh? 
try, try to think about this. It's actually what is happening. You can apply this to any area of your life that is in need or, um, or needs a little upgrading, a little spit polish. You know, this is true, right? So let's, let's take some examples here. Like, um, for, for entrepreneurs or people trying to be out there and start a business, I'm going to write an article each week for my website and post it and share. It's going to be awesome. Oops. I wasted that time scrolling through Facebook again. Here's another one. I'm going to soar one box from the attic every week to declutter my life. Oops. I got caught up in the Hallmark channel again, sitting on my butt on the couch. Why? Because it takes a lot of effort, right? All right. Reflect on that for a second. I think it's like, what? You know, our mind really does have to be greater than the matter that we're trying to control. But really, every day, it's the matter of our body and the atoms that are kind of leading us around. It's crazy. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Bad news over. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. The good news is it is possible to overcome this programming and set down new programming. And the trick, it's actually not a trick at all. It's really super easy. Uh, it's really unsexy, but it's its those unsexy repeaters in life that some, sometimes are the most effective. So the trick is to have a really good reason and do everything in steps. That's it. Again, super unsexy, but the results speak for themselves. Now, can I just point out real quick that... The why, so having a good reason to do, having a good reason to change, that is the one that one is the clincher. Like, so I can say to you, um, I want to get in shape so I'm healthy. Is that really why I want to get in shape? Or do I want to look banging in a bikini when I'm in my 40s? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's the real reason. That's the real push because it's an emotional thing. It's an ego thing. Healthy is great. <laughs> healthy is what I try to gain for people, but I also understand humans pretty well. So when I'm talking about that reason, you know, and I know that it's, it's always something a little bit deeper, a little more personal, a little more emotional. Okay. So just kind of remember that as I'm going through the steps for attaining this, this program decoding overcoming thing. Okay. Um, and this system that I just described really having a good reason and doing everything in steps. That's how I'm able to coach people down from four insulin shots a day to one or from 12 cokes a day down to zero it's possible they do it and they maintain it now here's how you do it for yourself with literally anything in your life all right broken down into kind of some steps here and again i use it for my diabetic patients and it works it works over and over again okay so step number one are you taking notes i'll pause step number one for whatever you need to change Find out why. You may think you know why, but think about it. I'm talking about the real reason why and not the reason that you give people as a logical argument for why that sounds poetic. For example, I had a patient who or a client who needed to get his diabetes together to avoid early death. Can I get a hell yeah for avoiding early death? But that wasn't his reason. His real reason to kick himself into high gear and to make these changes happen in his life was to throw it in the face of everybody who said he couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Success as revenge was his motivator. Not necessarily an early death. Death was not a big enough reason because it was a logical thing. It was the emotional reason that made his success possible at each step of the way. 
right? So find your why and write it down. Even if it's dark, even if it's, if it's a little, even if it doesn't sound, that, that's what we're, we do. We kind of worry about what everybody will think about our reason. Screw them. This is your reason and your motivation. Find it and write it down. Maybe you want to make your ex-husband jealous. Maybe you want to make your ex-wife jealous. Maybe, you know, you want to make sure you still feel attractive to people of the opposite sex, even though you're married, right? There's no judgment here. Your reason is your reason. Okay, write it down and remember it. You don't have to share it. I never said you had to share it. It's between you and you because you are the one who has to make the decisions through all these steps and stick to it. Find your reason, the real one. Do you want your parents to finally be proud of you? Do you think they never have been? Yeah, maybe. Do you want your parents to stop favoring your other siblings because they look at you as a failure because you're overweight or that you're sickly? Yeah, this stuff is still real, even as adult patients. Okay, so let's not pretend it isn't. All right, find your reason. All right, ready for step two? Awesome. I'm ready for step two. Because number one's the really big one. If you don't have a reason why, why change? You need that reason. Write it down. Number two, pick one thing to change. Okay? One. One. There is a reason why crash diets don't work and jumping into an exercise regimen with six sessions a week from zero is doomed to fail, right? Seven-day challenge to exercise every day, failing. Why? You know why. Okay, personally, I never start my clients with a change in physical activity. If I want them to succeed, it comes later. Because you've got to pick something that is easily attainable to make an early win in your journey, right? You had that early win. Like I decided to take the stairs to my office every day and it's seven steps. Who cares? You got it done. Check it off on the win list. It's a win. And the more of those little check marks you have, the more you start to tell yourself this is going to happen. All right. That's why you pick one thing and you make it and you make it something attainable. So, um, that will start the momentum that starts the momentum. Okay. And increases the chance that you persevere. So I also, <clears throat> it also tells your programming who the hell's in charge. I'm in charge, not you. I'm in charge. I can make changes. I can go up seven steps every single day instead of taking the elevator and make that change. And now that that's super awesome, I can do another one. All right. Now, the other thing is you also want to make sure it's like super specific and measurable. Otherwise, you're likely to cheat and give yourself too much, too much liberty. Right. So if you say I'm going to exercise every day. <laughs> right. Um, well, what exercises are you going to do specifically? How long will you exercise? Right. Otherwise, it's like, well, I walked from the mailbox home. I exercised. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, here's another example. It's a typical first task for all my new clients as, as diabetic coaching clients. They are asked to cut out all liquid sugars, right? That's the first thing I address because it's the hardest and sometimes it takes the full time we're coaching. Liquid sugars include, of course, milk, juice, and soda, uh, but that is not how I present it, right? After an assessment of their personal intake of liquid sugars, we decide on the action item and it looks like this, right? Um, stop drinking juice with your breakfast and drink water only. One change, one time a day. 
substitute three of the six sodas each day with a sparkling unsweetened beverage or whatever we come across that we think is a good substitute. Take one metformin pill each morning with your coffee is a good one. Switch out the milk in your coffee for half and half. Yeah, because milk has liquid sugar, right? Very specific and measurable. I want you to do this at this time of day. And when that is ingrained in your system, we can move on. It's specific, it's measurable. Each And each recommendation was picked to the person's particular schedule or setup or taste. And so it's specific for them to be successful on one particular item. That's why, that's why I rant and rave about the education classes for people with diabetes. They don't give you anything that helps your life specifically. They give you a general recommendation and then you got to figure out what the heck to do with it. And that is where we take liberty. You know, we give, our, give ourselves way too much wiggle room and things don't go the way we plan. But that is a whole nother, that is a whole nother episode, isn't it? All right. Ready for number three? All right. So number one, find a good change or find a reason for changing the real reason, the real why. Two, pick one thing to do, just one, and make it specific and measurable and do it. Now, number three, you ready? You writing this down? Once the first action item is mastered, you have to pick another. You maintain that same reason in your head or in front of you. You'll print it out, put it on a three by five, something like that. Put stickies on your mirrors. I don't care. So the first change, though, it has to be so habitual you don't even think about it anymore. It only work, it, you know, it's only work until it's a habit. Once it's habit, you don't even think about it anymore. It's no longer work. It's no longer effort. It's part of the program. This is the reprogramming. The next action item can be either an extension of the first or something totally new, right? So I could choose to avoid all juice during all meals as an extension because, let's face it, juice is not great for anybody anywhere. Or pick a new food or beverage to start to reduce. So the first action item maybe was um, reduce my soda. Uh, and maybe you're just not ready to really break up with soda yet. Write that, you know, dear John letter to soda. And so you're like, you know what? I, I, you know, I eat way too much bread during the week. Let me cut that in half. That's your second action item. All right. Now this, again, this is where a health coach comes in really handy to kind of call you out on your crap and help you decide. But, you know, you can still make good choices based on how well you know yourself too and how honest you can be with yourself. Okay. So find the real reason why you need a change. Pick one thing to change and do it. Master that change and pick another one. That's it. All right. And by doing this, this is how you wind up six months from now with a totally different outlook on life and possibly a whole new life. Truth. The programming has to be changed slowly and methodically. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure you're going to short circuit. True. Um, and this can be torturous for people, though, who are all or nothing types of personalities. You know, if you have that personality where it's like Monday, I'm going to be perfect and it's going to be this and this and this. And then come Wednesday, you screwed up and you got to wait until till Monday. That's just not how how humans are programmed. They're just not. We're just not like that. And that's why you will never get out of that cycle. OK, I use the same thing where people try to quit cigarettes. Everybody's like, immediately, you got you to quit cigarettes today. Why? You've been smoking them for 20 years. Cut down by half a cigarette a day, half a cigarette a week. You're still moving in the right direction and eventually you'll be done. All right. <laughs> All or nothing never works. I call that the cold turkey because you're going to withdraw from sugar and you're going to withdraw from carbs. Um, 
It's not pretty. All right. So I know out there, I want to send love to the people who are all or nothing. I, I get it. Try to do this one instead. All right. Again, big reason to get a, a health coach, particularly a diabetes health coach. Now, ironically, much of my work is focused on undoing. Here's just a little thing to wrap you up. Undoing the rules set in place by another healthcare provider. Sorry, other healthcare providers, much love. But these other providers try to fit the patient into a guideline instead of personalizing their approach. And that caused a whole bunch of problems. So a lot of what I do is undoing the rules the person has, undoing the program that one particular client has, but that program was set in place by another healthcare provider, right? So, I mean, I just talked to somebody yesterday. You guys are going to just, I just talked to somebody yesterday. She's, she's a new client. Um, she's going to be in the group coaching program. Um, and if you're interested in that, it's uh, coaching.stopchasingsugars.com for the group coaching program online. It's kind of awesome. Um, she's going to be new in there. And the advice that she was given by her nurse practitioner, I'm not trying to say nurse practitioners are, are terrible. I'm just saying that in this situation, this was what happened. Now, this patient has type 1. And she was told, you can eat anything you want. Just cover it with insulin. Okay. Listen, is there a human on the planet that can eat anything they want without consequence? No. Then why was someone with type 1 who, who has the stakes higher, who has a higher risk of early death, higher risk of heart attack, higher risk of organ failure? Why could you possibly think that eat anything you want is good advice? And so for the people who really take that in and take that as gospel, I, I have to undo that. And many times if that is what they take in, um, it's really hard to undo and we end up not working together. But um Example of a lot of the programming put in place by other people that needs to be slowly addressed. I had this one woman who can't, was a real problem eating fat. She just can't, it just, it just bothers her. Um, another one eats no fat, no fat whatsoever. That's not good for you. But it was something that was put in place as a program a long time ago. And we chip away at it week by week, month by month until at the end of the year, the end of six months, you're like, what? I feel amazing that, and that's what it's all about. That's what I do. Right. Right. So, um, hit me up with your comments and questions. Um, send me an email. I love hearing from people. If you have not gotten coached yet, you need to go to stophighsugars.com and schedule your first free consult. And let me see what I can do to change what you're doing and have a magical new life in six months. I really focus on minimizing meds and people with diabetes, um, and using, what we have always used to try to stay healthy, which is food, right? Now, full disclosure, after all that, I have not gotten around to ditching my spoonful of peanut butter every night, but it's on the list and you know what? One step at a time. So anyway, that's it for the day. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Can't wait to get your messages and emails and uh, I'll see you next time.